Milliken, Bruce and Gatos, KTAR News. Oh, a new era in afternoons at KTAR. You're really building it up, by the way. Oh, the feedback we're getting is fantastic. Uh, uh, is it? Oh, my gosh. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. We're kind of new here in the 6 o'clock hour, obviously. We are. It's our second show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go 4 till 7. Okay. Uh, so I know that we're... Uh, I've been at the radio station for a minute. Uh, so have you. Yeah. A couple times, right? 6 o'clock, a little bit new to us. Uh, we're glad to be here. We're happy to be here. We're glad that you're listening. And so uh, I wake up this morning. Yeah. And uh, my wife says, so, well, you see the big news. You're going to be talking about it today. And uh, Toby Keith. Dies. Yes. Now I am not a fan of country music. Yeah. I don't. No. Understood. Not, yeah. You also be a fan of every it's type of music. It's not my jam, but sure. I've certainly heard the Red Solo Cup song. Of course. Um, and I know that you met him, and not only did you meet him, you dined with him. I did. So before we hear that, uh, what is the, what's what's the, what's this one? I should have been a cowboy. This is Toby Keith to me. Okay. This is Toby Keith. First big song, right? Yeah. I mean, this is. I read that was the most played song on the radio, whatever year it was released I in the nineties, or maybe of the nineties. So you know, Becky Lynn and I both worked at Camel Country back in the day, right? Together, together. I did not know that. Yes. Um. So I, I'm not nearly as steeped in the country music as Becky Lynn is, but I am aware of it, and I had an awesome opportunity, um, to meet. Uh, Toby in in Nashville. Uh, I I went there for a convention, and uh, part of the convention was kind of meeting some of the movers and the shakers, and uh, her former boss, friend of mine, mm-hmm. Jeff, um, was friends with Toby Keith, knew him knew him pretty well, mm-hmm. and uh, he invited me to a dinner, and I thought. Okay, I've been to these dinners before with like celebrities and singers, and there's like this huge table. There's 50 people in a room, uh-huh. and like they come around, they say hi to everybody, and they leave. I was a little surprised when I got there. It was a table for four. Wow! And it was in the basement of an Italian restaurant in Nashville. Cleared out. There was nobody else there. There were people upstairs, like they had a bar and tables upstairs. We're the only ones in the basement. They're not the important people. We're down there, and there's the four of us. It's me, my friend Jeff, Toby, and his manager, a guy named TK. How about that? And uh, we spent three hours. And I learned so much about about Toby, um, about the man that he was. What made him great? He was humble. And I, I shouldn't say I should say this. I worked in a lot of different music formats, alternative rock, hip hop, et cetera. Country artists are more humble by nature, I would say. It's kind of part of, I'm not calling it a shtick, but there is a humbleness. If you're not humble in country music, they will knock you down to size. You think about hip hop, it's the exact opposite. I'm the greatest that ever lived, you know? Yeah, and you got to get everybody to believe it. I was just surprised at how down to earth, humble, and I would call him as normal a dude as you could get. And the thing that stuck with me, Gatos, he was funny. Like funny, funny, not just telling jokes funny. He did imperson. He did a Mel Tillis impersonation for you old school country people that I had tears streaming down my face. He, now part of it came from I don't know if you know he was great friends with Willie Nelson. 
And him oh, and Willie, and they, they did a duet. They did a duet, and they would hang out. And 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 he said he goes, got a lot of my jokes from Willie. He goes, apparently Willie's a funny dude. I don't know. He got a lot of his his stories and jokes and from Willie Nelson. He's high all the time, right? Possibly, okay, possibly. Right. Now here's one of the neat things, and one of the reasons why Toby was as aside from a great artist, he also was a bit of a mover and shaker because he started a record label with another friend of mine named Scott Borchetta. Mm-hmm. And you know who they signed? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Wow. And so Toby and Scott were the partners in Big Machine Records. That's that their first big signing was Taylor Swift. Oh. So the next day we went and had lunch with Taylor Swift. You went and had lunch with you went and that was wait the a second. Hold on a minute. I had dinner wait, with you didn't Toby. Tell me that. And then we had lunch with Taylor the next oh, day. Christ. I sent you the picture. No, but I didn't know this was consecutive days. Yeah, yeah, same same trip out there in Nashville. Oh my gosh! Because Toby was connected with all of that. Well, and it was the radio thing, so they were kind of trying to. They're sucking up. And they're, yeah, a, they, I'm not saying yeah. sucking up. Toby didn't need to suck up to me. No, but the record people they want they want the radio guys to like them, so you play their songs. They want you know you what to I'm play saying? the records. But yeah. Toby wasn't like that at no time. Like he didn't need me. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, and so it never came records, across like that. His records were already being. They played. were going to get played. But Taylor was kind of on the so, front end of her career at that point, without a doubt. And so Taylor was still a country artist. I'm using finger quotes on the radio. Right. And they were, and I was there when they were discussing it, I knew it, they were trying to make her more of a pop star. We call it crossing over. How do we get her to be more than just a country singer? And so this was early on with Taylor when they were still kind of saying, okay, you know, how are we going to craft? Because this stuff doesn't happen by accident. Okay, there's people in rooms and you're thinking of this stuff. How do we do it? So Toby also is instrumental in Taylor Swift. It's amazing. I still an amazing life. I still he, he had an amazing the, life. Yeah, dinner with Toby Keith one yeah. night, and then the next day you had dinner with Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, and then went to the Grand Ole Opry and did all that stuff. It was awesome. Nashville's a phenomenal town, by the way. You know, I know. I'll say this: the only time I've ever liked country music, okay, is. We went to Nashville, and yeah. it was live country music. But so, is they, it great? It's great. They kind of tweaked it, I think, for most like like they'll play some country, and then they'll then they'll put some like Journey in a little bit, right? <laughs> may, that makes me feel good because then I know you're like I know that song. Uh, I'm like I'm cool with that. Don't stop believing. I know that. But one. it's like the the live music I did like. Sure, but I'll never listen to country music otherwise. You I know, just I, won't. It's not me. It's and that's it, it ebbs and flows. And I bet yeah, Becky Lynn, I bet you we could find some country songs he liked. You yeah, know, okay. I'm just sitting here thinking. You know, you were talking about Toby being funny. Two of my favorite songs of his are where he's got that tongue-in-cheek funniness. Yes. Um, as Good As I Once Was yep. and um, How Do You Like Me Now. Guinness, you should listen to How Do You Like Me Now. Okay. Well, I be- think it would make you laugh. Because be along those lines, I would say, mm. one of the great things about Toby as well is he was never afraid to make fun of himself. That's right. He was perfectly okay being the kind of the butt of the joke because he was so confident. Yes. And he was, he was just so, he knew who he was. All right. So... So now we find out a lot more about Bruce. He, he hung out with, with famous people and had dinner. That was part of my job. Uh, it was just my job. Who's the worst person you had to sit down uh, to dinner with? Uh-oh. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You know I'm going to ask that. I don't know the answer. Don't say me. I'm not famous, but don't say me. I thought we had a good dinner the other I was disappointed. Day. I had dinner with Madonna, and I was disappointed. Now you're just bragging. Ah. Uh, and I was disappointed because... <laughs> Who says that, Becky? I had dinner with Madonna. No, no, no. Madonna. I was disappointed I was just... because she was so cold, Ooh. so transactional. Mm. Like, I, I, it felt weird to me. Like, I, I didn't get any sense of who she was. She, I, would, I would argue she obviously didn't want to be there. Uh, I'd be um, nervous. I'd be filling my shorts. 
Really? Uh, oh, yeah, I'd be crapping my pants. I don't think I could do that. I don't want to sit with somebody. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. I can believe that. I can believe that, that would have cold. been. Yeah. What, I me can... and Phil in the shorts? Both, or, yeah, yeah, both, both of them. Both things, Actually, yes. I mean, quite honestly. Mm. Hey, it's Outspoken with Bruce and Gato. Listen. Is it, it sound like I'm bragging. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. It, it was my I, job. It was your job. To it, my job was to be involved in the music industry, meet artists, meet managers, and develop relationships. The awful thing about Toby Keith, yeah. 62. Only 62. Stomach cancer. Stomach cancer. And yeah. he, was just, he was just on a stage a couple days ago. Yeah. There was and an Instagram post of him saying goodbye, and nobody thought that would be his last concert. And it, it, it's it was a loss. awful. It's a genuine loss, and not just for the country music community, to be say, uh, say the least. Um. Did you know that your kid is allowed to possess a gun and you as a parent can't do anything about it? That can't be Here? right. That can't be right. In yeah. Arizona, in the Zona, in the 602-520, we're going to talk about it. Hey, it's coming up next right here on Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Gatos! Bruce! Oh, I like saying that so much. Mm-hmm. It's our new show. We're on. We're on from uh, four to seven. We're going to do it Monday through Friday, allegedly. I mean, we've done it for two days. It seemed like a, there's nobody here to tell us we're not coming back tomorrow. I'm not coming in on Saturday. Okay, that's, that's where I draw the line. As well, you should. Mm-hmm. As well, you should. And we uh, appreciate you being a part of it. You can you can communicate with the show a variety of different ways. We have a WhatsApp group. Did you know that? Do you I know want, what WhatsApp is? I, of course, I do. You do. I absolutely do. Okay, good. Well, we have a WhatsApp group. You can find it. Just look for Outspoken. It's part of their new. Uh, they have a thing where you can do like a community. I like that you set that up. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got the Facebook. We've got the Twitter machine. Uh, formerly a website, formerly known as Twitter. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got all that stuff. Different ways for you to communicate with the show. Um, and we're trying to focus on, and, and our goal is, hey, we're both Arizonans by choice. Absolutely. Neither one of us is contractually obligated or legally obligated <laughs> to live here. We live here because we want to, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to believe, I want to believe, um, both of us want what's best for Arizona. If you don't, why are you here? You know, yep. I, 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 want to, I want Arizona to get bigger and better. I, I, I'm proud of the state. Have you seen my race car? It's got a big Arizona flag on the side. I did see that. Yeah. So count me as one who maybe is a little bit questioning how minors in the state of Arizona can own a gun mm. even if their parents object. It's a really weird. It looks like there's a glitch. Like in a loophole, yeah. right? Yeah. It's really, it's really weird. How does an underage child? Yeah legally possess a gun in their home in Arizona without their parents permission. Now I know somebody's working on trying to trying to write this because that's a horrible you can't have that. It doesn't have a bottom. No. It just says under the age of 18. You can legally possess You can be one. <laughs> so but here's the thing you can't buy it. No. Okay. So all right. So you can legally possess it all right. Am I legally? If I let's say I'm 14. All right. Can I legally possess my parents' firearm? So, so if I'm holding it, if I'm because parents are calling the police and the police say can't do got, anything. You got to look at the law, and the law doesn't allow us to do anything. We here. can't take the gun. Cannot take the gun. How crazy is that? Um, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. There we do have very lax gun laws in Arizona. There are always laws, I like most of them. There's always laws in the in the state that that people forget about. Um, oh, they, they, or that no one's ever gone. Hey, did you ever look at this? Yeah, you know, like right, right. And then you've got to go and you've got to change it. So there's some sort of a loophole. Uh, the legislature is taking a look at it. 
they 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 want to fix the loophole. Okay, hold on a second. How many minors are? How many parents are are calling the police because their minor have has a gun? How often is it happening? It can't be happening that much. And, and it's weird and, and how it's. Can I can I read to you how it is written? So I need you to explain this to me. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Good luck on that. But go ahead and read it. <laughs> a child under the age of eighteen can legally possess a firearm on private property that is owned or leased by their parent or guardian without that parent or guardian's permission. Yeah, I don't understand how those two things can exist it's at always once. always up to, to the parent. It's owned oh. or leased by the parent or guardian without the parent or guardian's permission. It's crazy. I, you know, the other thing is I tried to look this up. Did you did you find this? When was that put on the books? Probably like 18. See, that's the thing. Is it one of those ones where well, you know, we got the old abortion? Right. You got to have a from, from the 1800s. You know, you got to have one of those. Right. You think that's what? It, no, I just think that I sometimes be I just think that sometimes things get get overlooked. Uh, Listen, I am a I'm a gun owner. Yeah. Uh, um, I I don't believe in more gun laws. I think we have plenty of gun laws, but this does strike me as one where maybe that was the way it was written is not as is intended because any um, any lawful gun owner and someone who wants to be safe would never say, you know what? I think twelve year olds should have guns in the house. Like right. I and there's nothing I as a parent can do about it. I don't think anybody ever intended for that to be no. the 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 standard. But most people who have guns teach their kids. How to use them? It's not a toy. At an appropriate age, they they say, "Listen, here is the consequences of pulling that trigger. That animal over there, you will kill it. Yeah, that person, if you you will destroy it. Whatever you point the gun at, you will destroy. Correct. Correct. So I, you know, we have very responsible gun owners in Arizona. Agreed. Love that. Um, but it it seems that we've got you know this this Arizona lawmaker we got a couple laws that maybe yeah it, well, and 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 yeah well, it does again one lawmaker wants to change it and he would just change it to just update it minors can possess guns on private property only with the permission of the parent or guardian well most things should come down to mom and dad right do, do, do we want to do we want my kid to have this should we put my kid through this do we want my kid over here it's up to the parent. Yeah. It's up to the parent. But this is just, this is like. It's crazy. This is a it? law that, that probably was. It's 1800s. Was put there when. There was, Ari- it was like, muskets. When they had a musket. Like when, the kid can have a musket for God's sake. When Arizona there became a There might be a, a bear. Yeah, you know, and he needs to defend himself. Maybe. This, but, but, but the way that this thing is, is right now, it's, not, it's also not hurting anybody yet. We haven't heard of a situation where this has gone wrong. And most parents, they're not, you know. What? Parents are probably going to ignore the law. Give me that damn gun. Yeah. You're 12 years old, young man. You are not good. You, you're holding right? a gun? What, what I've got is You're not giving words. me dessert. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> There's no dessert for you unless you hand that gun over. I would hand it over immediately. Yeah. I'm not, if I'm not getting pie at the end of the I'm day. I'm not missing out on dessert. I'm not getting pie at the end of the day with a little ice cream on that. I'm going to be ticked. <laughs> I'm going to be ticked. Oh, my Lanta. Hey, it's uh, Bruce and Gatos. We call the show Outspoken. Man, we both are pretty passionate guys. We have uh, strong views. We don't always agree, but gosh darn it, we like each other, right? I'm usually right. We, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> I came up with this line. Let me try this one on you. <clears throat> we take the news seriously, but not ourselves. I take what do myself, you think of that? I just take myself very you seriously. You do take yourself us. way too seriously for us to live with that. All right. It's outspoken with Bruce and Gatos on the other side. Why would an Arizona border sheriff or multiple sheriffs oppose this new border bill? Don't they want the help? We're going to hear from a 
sheriff himself, a border sheriff. It's coming up next right here on KTAR. Outspoken, Bruce and Gatos, KTAR News. Hey, and a good afternoon to you. Uh, good early evening. I mean, what do you say? What's 630? Yes, evening. Evening time. It's pitch get, black outside. I'm getting hungry, man. Oh, that's what you mean. Um, we've talked a lot about uh, Arizona uh, Senator Kirsten Sinema. We had her as a guest yesterday. Yeah. She's trying to do something for uh, the border. Mm-hmm. She puts this uh, plan together. And we know that it's it's all politics. Sure. We, we really don't have to go through that. It's a waste of your time. It's like under- sausage. Yeah, we right? understand it. Right. We know why Democrats and, and Republicans are doing exactly what they're doing. Okay. But what about people that are here in Arizona on the border? What do you mean on the border? Okay. They're li- like the sheriff. Okay. Right? We've got Law a lot enforcement of- on the border. Yeah. Now, now, I think of them as m- m- less political. Really? Because I'm not so sure about that. Oh. So earlier in the show, I told you that a lot of my sources were saying, hey, uh, border sheriffs in Arizona, they're not going to support this plan. They're not going to support it. No. And I'm like, wait a second. How is that? How is that possible? Because it doesn't have to be a perfect plan from cinema. But but, you know, nothing is going to be perfect. Right. No. You, 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 you put two people in a room. They're not going to agree. Right. Exactly. Uh, so what we did was we called the sheriff. We put Leon Wilmot on the air. Yuma County Sheriff. OK. He's not for this. You asked him that right out of the gate. Take yeah. A, take a listen. Don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah, we've been talking about this border bill. We actually had Senator Cinema on yesterday to explain some of the details. Where do you come down on this as a border sheriff, someone who is literally the front lines of this? What do you think of this bill? Don't support it. And as a member of the executive committee for the National Sheriff's Association, which are meeting up in Washington, D.C. right now, we also voted as a national sheriff's level, and that's over 3,080 sheriffs across the United States, to oppose it as well. Wow. Here's the reason why. Please. You know, the, the president has told everybody on national news that he needs this to be able to change the law so he can actually stop this on the border. We in law enforcement, when you lie, you die. There's already rules on the books. It's immigration law, 212 F as in Frank. Anybody can go and look at it. It gives him the ability to shut down the border that he says he doesn't have. Hmm. So that's a false narrative that this administration is putting out to the American people. Number two, we actually gave cinema as well as the president of the United States, as well as the secretary of Homeland Security, all the southwestern border sheriffs, national sheriffs, met with Mayorkas when he first came on. And we gave him a 16-point plan of success to secure the border and be a partner with law enforcement. They all chose to ignore every bit of that. And unfortunately, Cinema's bill didn't incorporate anything that the sheriffs had said. And what really got to us was the fact that I got contacted on the second of this month by cinema staff going, Hey Sheriff, we wanna we wanna give you a call and brief you on this border bill. And it's like, well, why don't you send it to me so I can look at it with other sheriffs and we can give you some some insight back on in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we can't do that, Sheriff. We're gonna come out with this tomorrow. All right. That's um, not that's not your senator working for you okay. on the local level. 
We're talking to uh, uh, Yuma County uh, Sheriff Leon Wilmot. He does not like Cinema's border bill. Uh, Sheriff, it sounds to me like like you're taking this personally. Like, okay, they didn't use your 16-point plan and nothing was in there. It sounds to me like, like you feel slighted, but that's not a reason to just say you don't like this bill, is it? No, it has nothing to do with the fact that whether I like it or not, it it. Like, it sounds personal, like, I didn't receive a phone call. Why didn't I get a call? Why didn't you put these? I mean, like, you're against catch and release, right? This gets rid of catch and release, doesn't it? You can do that now with the laws that are on the books. Okay. This is politics and bartering and taken away from public safety. Wouldn't you want something, if it's not perfect, and, and let's let's acknowledge nobody thinks it's a perfect bill. F- fine, full stop. Um, wouldn't you want something that at least starts to address some of the issues like the asylum uh, thing. I've always said I think part of the problem is changing the asylum laws where everybody can claim asylum, and we know uh, they don't have a legitimate claim. Well, we know that from the previous administration under Obama. 80% had illegitimate asylum claims. Is that a good argument that you should change the asylum laws? I'm not an immigration. I'm talking about public safety mm-hmm. and homeland security. I'm not talking about immigration law. I am not an expert on that. Fair enough. But when when I see over a hundred thousand people the last two years that have died from an unsecured border, from a public safety perspective, the president of the United States has the ability to shut this down and stop what's going on. He refuses to do that, portraying a false narrative that he doesn't have that capability. So, yeah, from a public safety standpoint, I am offended at that because when you lie, you die. Yuma County Sheriff Leon Wilmot with us right now. Sheriff, can, can you help me understand what does shutting down the border look like? What, what, what does that mean or what does it look like? Because I know in Yuma, uh, I'm not telling you your job, but in Yuma, there's a lot of uh, trade. There's a lot of legal things that go back and forth across the border. How do you shut it down? Well, first, you have to put ICE back in charge of taking care of the asylum and the processing and put border patrol agents back out into the field so they can apprehend individuals that are smuggling people and narcotics into our country. They have totally changed the dynamic of border patrol agents where they're no longer out there on the border. They're busy processing individuals because they're overwhelmed. 1,500 a day to 1,600 a day in Tucson sector, they're busing them to Yuma. So Yuma border patrol agents can help process and not send them back. So Border Patrol needs to be back out in the field doing what they are trained to do. They're not trained to be processors and detention officers. They're trained to be law enforcement and secure the border. Okay. We're talking about uh, Cinema's uh, new border bill. Leon Wilmot is our guest, Yuma County Sheriff. He's against uh, this. He's not supporting it. Um, Let me throw you a number here, uh, Sheriff. From what I understand, there were 6,500-plus migrant encounters on the southern border yesterday. Um. Wouldn't that mean the border would have been closed yesterday if um, this uh, uh, border bill were were law? And and wouldn't that have been a good thing? Well, what you're not telling your listeners is the fact that, okay, they're citing Mm 5,000. But that doesn't include females and children and 
other individuals. Why, so why it, not? It only concentrates on one part. So when you read that bill, and it's 370 pages, even the national sheriffs haven't been able to get through it all. Mm-hmm. But you could drive a Mack truck, as the uh, legal advisor said, the national sheriffs, through this whole bill in regards to those numbers. And it doesn't specifically say that you have to stick with that. He can change that as a Secretary of Homeland Security, where they could even put it on a pause. Okay. Okay. Um, to so, allow more people in. So, so nothing in this bill would have would have helped you. Not as far as public safety goes and homeland security. No. Okay, sheriff, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for your your insight into this as someone who's on the front lines. You're more than welcome. All right, Leon. Wilmot, um, Yuma County Sheriff. He called Steve Partner off the air. I, I did hear that, yes. Call him Partner. He is a sheriff. He is a sheriff. Um, here's the deal. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, what kind of job you have. Um, if, if, you're, if you're patrolling the border, if you're in Congress, the bottom line is if it's not your idea, you, would not, you don't want it. That's the way this whole thing goes. Kind of the way a lot of people are taking it, it's right? a, Yeah. If you, if you didn't come up with it, you don't want it. Mm. It's never perfect. Oh, well, we can't vote on it, so it's, it's not perfect. I mean, you can't tell me that this wouldn't have helped Wilmot. You can't tell me that something in there would have helped helped him. Isn't something better than nothing, right? Hey, you can win tickets to see legendary comedian Jeff Dunham. Oh, he's the one with the ventriloquist. He has like Ahmed and all. Oh, it's very funny. Right? He's going to be the Footprint Center February 21st for the still not canceled tour. Just head to the contest page now on KTR.com for complete details and your chance to win. Super Bowl obviously coming up on Sunday. Oh, I'm already down on some of the prop bets. Huh. Okay, let's. Uh, we're going to talk about those. It's coming up next right here on Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, the Big Q at KTAR.com. Okay. I hype on the hop on the Broomhead Show, I should say, to 8.50. Uh, and we chat about the question. So okay, ready. here it is. What's the best part of the Phoenix Open? A, the party. B, the golf. C, the people watching. Or D, the 16th hole. Okay, I'm going okay, to go with I think, I, I don't know the percentages, but I'm going to guess the party one. Number one answer, the 16th hole, 37%. Really? People watching, 35%. And the party, 16%. Interesting. Well, the 16th hole and the party, they could be the same thing. Um, yeah, that's probably true. Could be, could be, okay. It's a bit redundant. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to say that at the end of the show. We could have just, like, slipped that under the rug. Could have. We could have just went on with that. I just didn't like losing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl, Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, hated San Francisco uh, 49ers. But right there with I got a couple of really, like, these are like quick Super Bowl hits. They're okay. like kind of interesting. All right. Like um, Super Bowl tidbits, we'll call it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think we have a name. We're not that good of a show yet. No, no, we're not. Uh, give me some NFL music, please. Totally NFL music. I don't know who this Taylor Swift guy is, but he sounds fast. <laughs> I got to tell you. I think he's going to win. How about this, right? Oh, this is foosball. Yes. All right, prop bets. Prop. Oh, okay. These are those. Not like who wins and loses the crazy part. Okay. Yeah. Um, what outfit is Taylor Swift going to wear? She's going to wear that jacket, the 87 jacket, the custom jacket, don't you think? You can bet on that. You can bet on what color... You know, she's going to wear or... Mm-hmm. 
You can also wager on what color the Gatorade is going to be. That's going to be do that dumb. Like, right? They do that all the time? Yep. Yeah. You can uh, bet on the coin toss, or as I like to call it, the, to- the what do I always call it? The toin toss. I always... Are you dyslexic? No. I always screw that up, though. Okay. So everything... You can bet on everything. Yeah. How about will Travis Kelsey... Okay. Get down on one knee and uh, ask Taylor Swift to marry him. Do you think if Travis Kelsey is the MVP of the Super Bowl, he not only announces his retirement, <laughs> but he, he, he proposes to, to Taylor on the 50-yard line? It could happen. It could happen. So the world, like the earth would stop spinning. You realize that, right? Oh, it would be ridiculous. It would be- and she'd get a Super Bowl ring. Exactly. Yeah. Right? She's got everything else. All right. How about this one? I'm ready. Apparently, Patrick Mahomes, yes. his dad can't stay sober. Okay, the guy has got his third D, they call it a DWI. Same thing, driving well yeah. under the influence, driving under the yeah. influence. You can't, you can't lay off the beer for a week while your kid plays his in the Super Bowl? His whole family is an embarrassment, My isn't it? My goodness gracious. His, his brother is an absolute tool. <laughs> and, you know, his wife got a bad rap. For a lot of different things, she's, she's very well behaved now. Apparently, yeah, I think she you know, she went to like charm school. Patrick Patrick Mahomes Senior opened beer can in the vehicle. Oh, had his registration expired, uh, and he was loaded while he was driving. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Amongst this, I guess the, did the music end? It did. Did the music end? Okay. But you still have time. All right. Give me some more uh, NFL music, please. All right. This is NFL music now. Yeah. This is it's the national anthem. They're going to be playing it for the game, right? <laughs> All right. All right. Here's another one. You okay. ready? Ready. Uh, Joe Biden is going to skip the Super Bowl interview. That's not a prop bet, is it? That's happening. That is definitely happening. He's not going to do that. I mean, kind of a traditional thing, right? Um, yeah, I think a lot of presidents like to hear themselves talk. He's not one of them for obvious reasons. Yeah. He really can talk. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's avoiding it on purpose, yeah. Yeah, do you, like, if you're running for re-election and you have trouble, you know, piecing a sentence together. You're going to say as little as possible in front of cameras and microphones. I'm not doing an interview on Super Bowl Sunday where everybody's going to watch me. Right. I'll do it on, like, a Friday night at 6.30 or, I don't know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yeah, on Lifetime Channel. So here's the other uh, thing. Uh, Donald Trump wants to do it. Of course he does. (laughs) Right. Of course he does. Donald Trump now wants to take his place. No. Do you let him? No. You don't. No, you, that sets a precedent that you don't want to go down. I, I don't know. I think it would get, I'd, it'd get better ratings than a Joe Biden one. Yeah, but then you have to open it up to everybody who wants to. Yeah, but he, Trump's the only other guy. No. Until the next yeah. election. Not RFK. You can't let him do it. His Why voice not? is terrible. Uh, that, yeah, we're never going to elect a president. Sounds like that. All right. You want to do this again tomorrow? Yes or no? You on the fence? I'm thinking. I'm going with yes. Four till seven? Sure. Outspoken. Bruce Gatos. Did you have fun today? I had fun. Awesome. We'll see you. All right.